You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. I'm just going to put it out there. If you want to lose fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit. If you're eating intuitively, how do you know if you're in a deficit? There's so much confusion around intuitive eating and what it's actually for that we tend to see a lot of questions, but also misinterpretations of what intuitive eating is and when to use it in your journey. The reason why we tend to see this happen a lot is because of the fact that when someone is saying, will intuitive eating work for me? Usually there's something behind that word work. So first and foremost, if you want to know if intuitive eating will work for you, then you want to ask yourself that question. What do I mean by work? Are you using it for binge episodes or to lose weight or to, you know, go on this journey of self-love? There are so many different reasons why people head down the path of intuitive eating that it's really important first to understand what intuitive eating actually is and what it isn't. Someone is usually coming to me when they say, is intuitive eating going to work for me? They are asking about a weight loss technique. So typically with eat more to weigh less, when I'm referring to intuitive eating, it's typically to someone who is in what we call the chill phase of eat more to weigh less or the metabolism reset phase. Those are typically the main two times that I would recommend that somebody venture into intuitive eating. The reason for that is because although there are five phases of eat more to weigh less, typically three of those, you're really keeping a tight rein on what it is that you are eating. When you're tracking your food and keeping a tighter rein on what you're eating, it's a little bit harder to eat intuitively because intuitively you may want to eat something that is not a part of what that rein is or of how you're trying to rein it in with your calories or macros, etc. If someone is looking to eat intuitively and lose weight, typically we're going to stop and break down what intuitive eating actually is. The best times to use intuitive eating is when you are either trying to heal from diet mentality. Now, when we talk about diet mentality, that's this thought process that kind of is infiltrated and cultivated in our society right now, where we constantly think that getting smaller, being thinner is going to solve all of our problems. If you're of that mindset, then that's when intuitive eating could be a path that you should really set out on to really get okay with the fact that getting smaller is not just this absolute solve all problem. As far as the diet mentality goes, diet mentality is when we think that weight loss, there's this quick and easy solution to maybe something that has been plaguing us for our entire lives. Thinking that not only is finally losing all the weight going to solve all my problems, but thinking that, okay, I've had this weight for, you know, five, 10, 20 years, either I've been at the same weight or it's been slowly increasing over time. I can now go out and solve this problem overnight with a quick, you know, two week, 21 day, 30 day, 90 day type uh, fix for a 
problem that's been around our entire lives. When you start constantly chasing after all of these fad diets and thinking that you can solve a weight loss issue overnight, then that leads to just this constant feeling of shame and feeling like a failure when you don't succeed in a diet when in actuality, most diets are failing you. So walking around constantly feeling like a failure thinking that, okay, that that next diet is going to do it. You know, if I could just find the right, perfect, only way to get this weight off in a rapid amount of time, it will solve all my problems. That is the diet mentality. If you have those beliefs or you're struggling with that, that is a time period where intuitive eating would work really, really well for you. Taking that, what we call a chill phase to really just get your mind on board with the reality of what diets actually are and what they're doing to your body instead of just chasing the next diet and wasting years of your life. Another and since we're intuitive eating would be really an amazing route to go on is if you struggle with binge eating, if you're somebody who's trying to heal from binge eating, again, this is something that typically carries over from dieting because we often don't realize that restriction typically begets binging. When you're constantly trying to like stick to this perfect way of eating, this perfect diet, or you're constantly restricting calories and removing things from your diet that you actually like and enjoy, or you're just eating too little food, it's going to work until it doesn't. And then when it doesn't, you are going to like eat the chairs in the kitchen before you can even get to the refrigerator. So when you're constantly struggling with these, these binges, whether it's a binge purge cycle in the traditional sense of actually purging the food manually or binge purge where you're trying to, you eat a lot of food and then you're trying to burn it all off with exercise. Or like I said, in the way where you restrict, 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 and then it leads to an all out binge. When you're dealing with that intuitive eating can really help you because it can help you to heal from the binge eating by learning to honor your hunger cues. Diets for the most part have trained us to constantly ignore your hunger cues. And like I said, it works until it doesn't. So you ignore your hunger cues until you can't anymore. And then you binge and then you feel all the shame around binging. Usually this is something that's being done in private. It's being done in secret. It's being done rapidly and it's being done in a mass quantity. So you're eating a lot of food. Not only are you eating way more food, but typically you're not honoring your hunger cues that way either. So you go from one extreme of not honoring your hunger cues to the other. You go from dieting and constantly berating yourself for being hungry and trying to ignore the fact that you're hungry to then going on the flip side of that and ignoring when you're actually full and because you're just eating and maybe you're eating so rapidly that either you haven't had enough time for your body to signal that it's full or you're ignoring it because of the shameful act of it. You're just like, well, while I'm doing it, I need to just keep going with it and get it all in before I punish myself again by restricting. That whole cycle of restricting and then binging, and then typically because we don't understand that the restriction is what led to the binging, our answer for it is usually to restrict even further, which just perpetuates the cycle. So if you're stuck in that cycle, that's when intuitive eating can help because that's a big part of it is learning how to honor your hunger cues. Now, another way that intuitive eating would work and could help someone is to help people to understand that every food 
serves a purpose. One of the things when it comes to dieting that we don't tend to realize is that we start to slowly categorize food because we're trying to fit things into a very tight window of opportunity or a tight amount of calories or points or whatever the case may be. We start categorizing food. So the same way that maybe if you're on something like Weight Watchers or WW, as it's called now, you are looking at something that has a lot of points versus a little points. If you are looking at calories, you're looking at something that is high calorie versus low calorie. If you're looking at something with carbs, you're looking at high carbs and low carbs. So constantly swinging in these extremes and looking for high and low, we start to develop this good and bad philosophy about those things. It's something with a high amount of calories or carbs or points or whatever the case may be, fat that is bad and something with a lower amount of points, calories, fats, sugar, whatever the demon ingredient is of the year. We look at that as good. When we start to live in this good and bad food mindset that also puts us in this good and bad position as far as our own behaviors, where we begin to think that we are good when we undereat and we're bad when we overeat. And that's when we start having these words that we're saying to ourselves about, you know, something like having a lot of guilt versus something being guilt free, or I'm just going to have a cheat day where you are cheating. When is cheating ever a good thing? Think about it. So when we're starting to have these conversations with ourselves, saying these words to ourselves about cheating, about guilt, about like, I'm just going to like do this and pay for it later or something like that. When we start to notice that we're having those types of conversations with ourselves, again, that feeds back into diet mentality. And that is where intuitive eating can really, really help and work wonders because of the fact that you begin to cultivate this mindset around the fact that something can be healthy and high calorie, something can be healthy and high fat, something can be good for you and be on the quote unquote bad list simply because of the fact that it's good for you mentally. Some foods, their entire purpose is literally just to light up your taste palette, just to make you like happy or have that comfort of, you know, grandma's apple pie or whatever it is. So some things like if we're looking for every single food to have this definitive purpose in our lives, we can sometimes miss the forest for the trees because sometimes that purpose is just happiness in that moment. Sometimes that purpose is just to take a bite and truly savor how something feels versus bypassing taste for the sake of hitting some type of data point. This also means that accepting that healthy and weight loss are not always synonymous. So if you haven't already watched my video about that, make sure that you check that out because this is also a big part of healing that diet mentality is understanding that sometimes what is healthy for you, what may keep you at like the perfect epitome of health may not actually be within the calorie allotment or range that your weight loss agenda has you at. So understanding that those two things are not always one and the same and that sometimes you can have health just for the sake of having health and it not be attached to weight loss 
and vice versa helps you just have a little bit more clarity versus trying to lump everything together and assuming what the fitness industry is often throwing at us that just that losing weight is healthy because sometimes it's not. There are health benefits to losing weight, but there are also health repercussions to getting too lean. Typically the people that are idealized, you know, that we look at in the media, on magazines, you know, people that are doing like fitness competitions. And then right after the fitness competitions doing photo shoots, and then those photo shoots appear in our Instagram feed or in magazines. And then we look at that as the epitome of health because often they're gracing the cover of quote unquote health magazines. When we cannot mentally detach those images from what's actually happening and understanding that that person, when they took that photo, that may be the leanest that they've ever been all year. They may, may have been something that they've been working towards for three, six, nine months. And at the peak of that leanness, they were actually the unhealthiest that they had been all that year. Many of these women, when they are finishing fitness competitions, when they are finishing bodybuilding competitions, when they are gracing the cover of these magazines, telling us how to be more healthy, they are often, they have exceeded that point of where being lean has benefits. They have surpassed it and are now seeing negative repercussions of it, like not having their period anymore, like losing actual essential body fat that their body needs, dealing with all types of things that are happening internally because they have lost that essential body fat and they have gotten to a point where they are too lean, but they know that it's just for that photo shoot and they're going to put back on their essential fat after the fact, and they're going to go off and live happily ever after, but we are going to continue striving for that image that we see on the magazine when that is something. And if that is something that is just like, what kind of blowing your mind there, or you feel like, okay, that's a lot to handle. That is a time period where having that chill phase, having that intuitive eating period of life where you're actually seeing things for what they really are can help you because of the fact that, like I said, sometimes if we're able to lean into that, like understanding like this food just simply tastes good to me and I'm going to eat it, even though it doesn't give me that perfect ideal leanness, it can remove what we talked about with the binge eating of having this shame around you eating it. And then you can actually taste the food. So those two kind of combine that if those are an issue for you where you're doing the binging in secret and not actually tasting your food, or you're thinking that like, if I continue to stay away from all these bad things, I'll be healthier. Having a period of intuitive eating and remembering what foods you actually like, um, remembering what it's like to actually be satisfied, remembering what it's like to actually be full and learning what that is for you. That is when intuitive eating is going to be everything for that particular phase of your life, for that learning period of your life. So learning to step away from diet mentality, honor your hunger cues, get away from the good versus bad mentality, like stop policing everything that you or your family or whoever is eating, you know, but also learning to love yourself right where you are. That is one of the biggest things that you can get from having a phase of intuitive eating or a lifestyle of intuitive eating. If that's something that like you feel like you spent your whole life dieting and you're just over it and you just want to get back to enjoying food, enjoying life, being healthy for health's sake, 
you know, but also learning to love yourself because that is one of the biggest things that I have experienced as somebody who helps people to reach physique goals all the time is that it really doesn't matter if you're a size two or 22, you can hate yourself and hate your body just the same. When we step away from that thinking that a size will magically make us accept ourselves, then the true healing can start. So even though that's something that all the commercials and all of the hype is kind of telling us that once we get to XYZ size, we will love ourselves again, that is really never going to happen. So if you don't love yourself as you are, it will not magically happen when you get to another size. It's one thing to have a goal for the sake of having a goal, because I mean, hey, our brain needs goals and it's fun to just achieve things that you thought you couldn't. But thinking that the goal is going to solve a bigger, deeper problem is when we kind of need to take a step back and do more of the inner work to find out what it is that we're actually seeking. So with all that being said, any of those reasons are amazing, great highly recommended reasons for going down the path of intuitive eating. And if you're dealing with or trying to heal from any of those things, absolutely intuitive eating or taking a chill phase, as we call it, will work for you because that is the work that it is intended to do. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, you can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmore to weigh less.com slash start. See you next time.